Let's do the Godzilla camcast. Go, 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 Godzilla! Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. What's the, oh, there's that song too, right? Is that the song? Go, 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 Godzilla! Yeah. There goes Tokyo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a great in the sequel to Godzilla, Surge Tanking covered that song, and it was awesome. 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 That's nice. That's nice. All right, Geek Pantsers, uh, all jokes aside, this is the Godzilla 2014 Camcast. Mm-hmm. I got to say 2014 because there's, what, 30 fucking movies, or 31 movies with Godzilla in it now? Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And I'm not including the uh, the cartoon Godzilla Netflix series, which is supposed to be really good, but I haven't watched yet. Yeah. That. But anyway, so this one is, uh, this is a big one, actually. This is a really good movie. Uh, so it's directed by Gareth Edwards. Screenplay is by Max Borenstein or Borenstein mm-hmm. or Berenstein. <laughs> It's Borenstein, I guess. Uh, anyway, stories by David Callahan, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson mm-hmm. as Ford, who is an EOD lieutenant. Essentially, he's a military guy that uh, diffuses bombs. That's what he does for a living. That's it. Um, C.J. Adams, a young Ford. So a little bit of a spoiler. There will be spoilers, but a little bit of a spoiler. This movie starts in one time period. And then fast forwards to present day. We got uh, Ken Watanabe, who Mm. is one of my favorites. And I don't see him enough. And I wish I saw him more because he's so good. He's Dr. Ishiro Sirizawa. Now, you want to hear something interesting about this name? Hit me. Yes. Just say yes or not or something. Don't just stare at me. Would you like to hear something interesting about this character's name? Yes, please, Chris. So he was named after one of the directors of various Godzilla movies. So the first name is Shiro. Mm-hmm. And the last name, Surizawa, is the name of the scientist who killed Godzilla in the 1954 original. That was excellent trivia knowledge. And you know what? I actually thought it was super cool. I was like, like when I rewatched this, I rewatched this and I, I was literally watching it going like, this is totally influenced by the Japanese Godzilla movies. It's totally influenced by other like, you know, creature flicks. But like, I loved how, yes, it's an American Godzilla movie, but yeah. they literally did tie in the Japanese stuff with it. I mean, even the soundtrack is very much like old school Godzilla Japanese infused uh, music. I was like, oh man, this is so good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Elizabeth Olsen as L. Brody, the wife of Ford, not young Ford, older Ford. <laughs> We've got uh, Juliette, Juliette Binoche as Sandra Brody, the mother mm-hmm. of Ford. Brian Cranston as Joe Brody, the father of Ford. <laughs> Sally Hawkins is Dr. Vivian Graham, the uh, second to Dr. Ishiro Serizawa of the Monarch crew. Yep. David Strahan, 
who plays a good guy for the first time ever. I don't think I've ever seen him play a good guy ever. Every now and then, once a decade, he'll pop in. A... Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's Admiral William Stenz. Uh, TJ Storm. Who's TJ Storm, you ask? Tell me. He's he's the Godzilla mocap actor. That's who that is. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, plus a number of actors in smaller roles. Uh, there's a lot of them, and I didn't list any of them because there's a lot of them. It, it's a huge cast. Like I was scrolling through on IMDb going, wow, this won't end. I got to see the rest of the crew. <laughs> yeah, I figured leaving it at TJ Storm was a good way to cap it, and that was that. <sighs> yeah. So I'm going to say this right away. Uh, I really like this movie. Really, really like this movie. Um, there's really only one sequence I didn't like. So this is mostly, this is like 99% likes, 1% dislike. And even that dislike isn't even that big. Um, oh, uh, before I forget, the budget, 160 million. Total gross, 529 million. Yeah. And that is Not why the we smash- have the reverse. Sorry? And that's why we have the MonsterVerse. Yeah, it's not the smash success that they were hoping for, but it did do a, quite a bit of business for them. So Yeah, you're never, ever, ever going to have a giant monster movie getting near a bill. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I, you know like, every time... Never going to happen. Yeah, there's certain franchises where Hollywood goes, this will be a billion-dollar franchise. And you're just like, it won't be. Like, no. Godzilla has been around since the 50s, yes, but not everyone's a fan of Godzilla. Like, even I was surprised uh, Michelle watched this with me because one time I brought it up, and she's a huge Jurassic Park and Jurassic World fan. Yeah. And at the time, she had no desire to see it at all. She was like, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. So she watched it with you? Yeah, she watched it with me. And thumbs up? She liked it. She liked it. Good. She wasn't uh, gaga over it, mm-hmm. you know, but hey. That's fine. She didn't have to be. She yeah. liked it. Although, to be fair, if she didn't like it, it would have been fine, too, because it's all preference. But, yeah. you know. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to start or do I want to start? I'll kick it off. It's only fair. I mean, I dominated that Royal Rumble conversation. <laughs> Um, the new legendary, I, the new legendary design for Godzilla. I love it. I love how I love the the big bulkiness, like the tree trunk legs, and he's actually not ha- doesn't have like the little stick arms like some of the Japanese Godzillas have. He's got arms where he can kind of tackle and and grapple, and love the new design. Yeah, uh, I have to agree. I um, I love the design so much um because it literally is the godzilla of 1954 like you said yeah just with longer arms and the uh spikes on his back are way more jagged and 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 disarray but they look awesome like it i mean like and it's surprising too like because when I first heard that they were going to do the remake of Godzilla and it was an American movie, I was like, ah, because I, I sat through Godzilla in 1998. And while, I mean, I do like the movie, 
it's not. I, I think I would have liked the movie more if it wasn't called Godzilla. That's, I think, the reason why it gets so much hate. Because if you take the name away, it's an awesome, fun monster movie. Yeah, like it's, it's really. I mean, Godzilla, right? It's got John Renault in it, so yeah. I mean, how bad could it be? I enjoy yeah. a lot of it when I watch it. Yeah, I, I like it too. I like it too. I, I just, it's like the Born Legacy. It's, uh, you know, if it wasn't Godzilla, I think I would, I would have. Honestly, I would have loved it a lot more. Right, exactly. Because um, yeah. the design is really cool of Godzilla. It's just, it's like, it's not Godzilla. The right. second you see it, you're like, it's not Godzilla. Yeah. So when they announced this, I was like, are we going to get the same shit? And then you see like, like when I think Gareth Edwards was like, no, 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 it's it's Godzilla. You're It's Godzilla and that's it. I was like, okay, all right. And you were uh, singing Gareth Edwards' praises already. Yeah, because of that. Good, uh, uh, good monsters. Yeah. This is this small, um, small indie movie he did in in the UK. Um, well, I, I don't even know if he did it in the UK. I, I think he shot it like in southern US or Mexico or something. I think yeah, I think it was in Mexico. Um, but yeah, it's a small budget monster movie. Uh, it, it doesn't show a lot of monsters in it. It basically focuses more on the human drama and it's fantastic yeah. it's so good so when they said he signed on for this i was like that is perfect yeah i know you really like, helped sell it for me and i was like okay perfect. all right uh, and then of course you see the trailers and you're like yeah fucking phew, fucking <laughs> rights yeah uh okay so i uh for me i kind of tried to do it in order uh but for me i loved the opening credits that was my next one on here <laughs> I loved the opening. I loved like the music. I loved the montage where they dealt with like old pics of dinosaurs. Then you see like the footage of the that military attacks. Rainy footage. Yeah, exactly. And like, and then tying together like the various nuclear testings. Yeah. And they're all trying, like, they're actually trying to kill Godzilla. Like, all of that was just super cool. And it was a great way of teasing godzilla throughout the whole movie so right away i was like man that's awesome and they even the hints of the mythology like how far back this, this yeah thing. they're showing they're showing like these little classified like articles and stuff and even like the actor names and stuff where they're like whiting out things and showing the redacting names. them as they go and stuff yeah oh that was super cool it was a and great then, way to do it and then the end of the credits where like the the wave the atomic wave hits and then you just get like that ash and then the, just like that Ooh, that that ambience like creepy and then yep. oh, oh that's so good those are opening credits so. yes exactly and uh another thing i really like about the opening credits is you don't have to watch godzilla you don't have to watch any godzilla movies before that yeah to watch this and kind of get a, a sense of what what's going to happen you kind of get a feel for it already and i was like oh oh yeah, and because I it, it'd been so long since I had seen it, I forgot all about that intro. So when I, you know, we watched it again, literally last night, we watched it again, and I was like, "Ooh!" I, you know, admittedly cutting it close. We were going to watch it this weekend, and then I completely forgot. I, I forgot to because I I had pre said I you want to watch it this weekend. She said yeah, and then I forgot all about it. And then last night I was like, "Hey." Uh, you want to help me do my homework? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I absolutely love that. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was a great way to 
reintroduce fans of the character to yep. this version of him, as well as, hey, you're new, jump on in. You don't have to watch any of the other movies to watch this. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, I is uh, you know I'm back on Gareth Edwards. The direction in this is perfect, and and like yeah. between him and the cinematographer who is uh, Seamus McGarvey. Ooh, yeah, I really love the way they put like a human perspective on on the, these battles of the monsters going on like everything is like ground level looking up it's through windshields of cars it's through windows yep. of things like yeah um, that position i'm gonna say uh yes i love all that i agree 100 percent with that um but you see this a lot he's not like these guys weren't the only guys to do this kind of thing but this is an example of when it's done really well mm-hmm you know, like yep. uh, Cloverfield is an example of that style where it was because, I mean, obviously it's fucking T.J. Miller holding a camera. Right. So yeah. you know, you, you're going to have it at a certain angle and it's going to be. But the drawback was, is that in uh, Cloverfield, some of the camera shots made no sense. Because you're like, if he's holding it in his hand the entire time or if it's like chest mounted, which it wasn't. But yeah, some of the a lot of the shots make no sense. So you have to not think about it as much as like I would for some reason. Whereas in this one, all of it makes sense. Cause you're right. Like it's from those angles. It's from those shots. It's like very from the eyes of the human, as opposed to from these giant beasts. Right. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why this movie is so good because it's not just saying like, Oh yeah, look at this big guy, this big thing they're fighting. It's like, no, no, no. We're on the ground floor watching this yeah and yes and i agree 100 like so the good first, the very so well first done. time uh godzilla meets the mudo at that airport and you just see all that that fire and then the big godzilla foot come down like oh man that scene still gets me i watched this four times in the theater i watched it only once in the theater outside of x-men the first x-men the first spider-man I never watch movies more than twice. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I watched it with you in yeah. the theater. And then I watched it uh, at least once or twice. No, two times after that, before this particular time. So I watched it a couple of times. Um, it's it's going to be one of those broken record Chris things where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be one of those movies I'm going to start re-watching more often. Because I really, really enjoy this movie. Mm. Um and it, it is actually one of those movies where you can watch and be engrossed or you could have it play in the background and then still just kind of check in from time to time. Exactly, yeah. So I actually, it's, it's so silly, but I'm like, I almost feel bad that I haven't watched it enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they don't, these guys don't care at all. Like, Godzilla's yeah. not like, geez, Chris, why don't you like my movie? <laughs> just... But it's it, for me, it doesn't come up on my radar a lot because a lot of times I'm rewatching superhero movies or, uh, you know, spy movies. Right. <laughs> Those are the ones that right. I watch, I rewatch the most, right? So, yeah. And for me, like, giant monsters are, are my thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I eat these movies. Oh, they're so good. Oh, okay. We got next, man. I've got, uh, I love the monarch. I love the group. I love the idea by it. I love that they were literally created to study Godzilla 
and other creatures like that, mm-hmm. all because of uh, you know Doctor Shiro's dad, you know, yeah, yeah, passing away or you know dying in Hiroshima. And I like how they tied Hiroshima into Godzilla because I Michelle even said that at the beginning. She's like, "Is that Hiroshima?" And I was like, "Or Hiroshima?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's not." I mean, you know, and then in the movie, they're like, it's tied together. And I kind of was like, oh, well, shit, I forgot all about that. But yeah, so I I loved it. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I like the part where uh, Sirizawa is talking about his watch and how it stopped at the time of Hiroshima. (laughs) And what I love about that part, too, is that uh, so uh, Admiral William Stins literally just finished saying, like, you know what? I, I understand that you think he's a, he's a protector, but uh, look, we have to protect us and everyone else from these things. So I don't want to hear it. Then he, he tells him that story, gives him the watch, tells him the story. And friggin', you know, the guy that wanted to kill Jason Bourne, it's getting teary eyed. And he goes, and he starts listening to Dr. Shiro, like, okay, yeah. all right, there might be something to this. Uh, protector of the the balance or whatever whatever it was. So yeah, I agree that that part was awesome. Um, I love the whole plant sequence in the beginning. You know where you you get introduced to uh, you know young Ford, Brian Cranston's Joe Bro- uh, Brody, mm-hmm. Sandra Brody, uh, Juliette Binoche. You you get introduced to that. You you're they're in Japan too. Like this isn't a Oh, it's entirely solely an American movie. This starts in Japan, which I thought was awesome. And then even though you everyone, like even Michelle called uh, Sandra's death. She was like, I knew it right away. You know, it yep. is uh, an easy one to call, but it's still really a great way to start it because something happened. Something caused this to happen. And Joe's the only one that knows that it's not just some sort of malfunction. There's something else involved here. And it really sets him up for when you get reintroduced to him later. And this is a guy that's racked with guilt because he has to prove that he didn't kill his wife, that something else did it, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, regardless of how well you, you call that, the second that he's on one side of the glass and she's on the other, it it's like, fuck, man. That, that scene breaks my heart every time. Oh. And, you know, like I've seen scenes like that. Yeah. Holy fuck, does Brian Cranston. That guy is just phenomenal, man. Like, yeah, exactly. I've like, been a fan of him. Yeah, Breaking Bad obviously showed that okay, this guy's more than just a guy that can pop up in an odd sitcom every now and then. You know, you're a good actor like, when Sir Anthony Hopkins watches Breaking Bad and goes, "That Brian Cranston is on a whole nother level." Yeah, I mean, I play a friggin' cannibal. This guy, <laughs> this guy's an actor. <laughs> like that's crazy. That's high praise right there. So. To get him in this movie, like hands down the best performance of the movie. Every scene he's in, and I love Kim Watanabe. Like he's obviously yes, I agree. He's obviously second. I agree. I, I mean, like Kranz, yeah. Holy shit, man! The guy's just yep. like god tier in this. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Um. Oh, but but my love for Brian Cranston in this 
also ties into a small negative I'm going to have. And oh, we'll yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I feel like, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, this one is just a real quick one. We've already touched upon it quite a bit lately. Mm -hmm. uh, but the cast, I love the cast. I think everyone is so good. Everyone is so good. Um, there's just others that are better. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, exactly. yes, Cranston's here. Watanabe's here. You know. Olsen was really good. Olsen's really good. Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson is is good. Like, but he's not he's, he's not good. a standout for me. Yeah, he's just he's good enough. I joked with Michelle. I was like, you know, you can always tell uh, who the hero is in a movie because they're wearing a leather jacket. No <laughs> one else wears a leather jacket in this movie except for Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ford Brody, I should say. Ford he's the only one. <laughs> I still get a kick. I I get such a huge kick out of them being married in this, and their brother and sister <laughs> a year later. In each one. I know it's it is pretty funny. It, it's hilarious. Uh, um, yeah, touching on Ken Watanabe uh, again. I <laughs> again really good in this. I love that that childlike sense of wonder with him and between him and Godzilla. Like I have to go. I, also... I have to see this and. I also love uh, his belief, like his, for some reason, he believes that Godzilla isn't a bad, uh, bad guy. He's a, he's a protector of the, the no, it's the balance. Uh, yeah. Balance. Uh, means to reset the balance. Like, yeah. so when, and I love this too, massive unidentified terrestrial organisms show up or mudos. Mm-hmm. Then Godzilla shows up to fucking take him out, yep. you know, and he's the guy that's saying like, look, just let them fight, you know, and of course, uh, the Admiral's just like, I can't exactly do that. Like, that's insane. But then, you know, he tells the story and then he adds to it by saying like, look, just trust me, like, he can beat them, he will beat them, and then that's it. You just have to pick up the mess afterwards. And I really like that. I actually wrote down the line that he said to the Admiral because that is my favorite line in the film. The arrogance of men is thinking nature is in our control and not the other way around. Yes. Oh, that's fight. such a good line. Let that them fight. And I line. just like, I get chills when he says it. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. That is some But I agree line. that I also love that he has to see Godzilla. Yes. He right? was willing to risk his life just to see Godzilla so he could just go, yes. And All to right. Me, to me, that's like when we meet our childhood heroes and stuff. Like when we went to meet Jericho or I met Stan Lee, like that's yeah. like, oh, and that's yeah. Godzilla, you know? And it, exactly. I love it. I love just the way he's just like in awe of this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. No, I agree. 100%. 100 Um, Okay. I, I love, I love the realism. I love that we're treated to an incredibly bonkers concept about a mudo, uh, a two mudos, mm -hmm. and the whole purpose is to mate so that, of course, they can spread thousands of mudos across the, the globe. Yeah. And then this giant lizard shows up to reset the balance to protect the world. And yet it's dealt with realistically in the sense that the way that military stepped in and tried to hand and was look working to handle things. Um, even just the devastation of just, you know, Godzilla walking yep. to the first Mudo fight, just 
that alone, like the tidal wave that he brings yeah. with him. Yeah. You know, just by getting up and walking to it. And then like after that initial battle, you see like buildings di- dilapidated. There's like chunks of buildings out. There's wreckage everywhere. And even the people are now displaced. And there's like camp set up to try and get people together, like their families together, find people, find bodies, all of that. I thought that was all incredibly realistic. Way more realistic than the 1988, 1998 version of Godzilla. And it does similar things where they have Godzilla jumping through around. But, I mean, they evacuated almost the city, almost entirely. So it robbed the stakes of it, whereas the people are in it. Yeah. They don't show people dying, but you'd have to be insane not to think people died in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, like between Hawaii and San Francisco, like, lots of fucking people died in this <laughs> exactly exactly uh but i you know it was incredibly realistic in that regard even that so, town in nevada when the the big mother muda wakes up she just walks right through that town it's destroyed <laughs> yeah exactly you know like you could talk about the death toll in man of steel all day long which they never should have mentioned but they yeah. did and yet this one it's clear cut yeah it's a oh, yeah. global massacre that yeah. has happened here so that's, you know, for sure. I love that. Um, touching on the music again that you brought up in the opening credits, the score by Alexandra Desplat in this is so perfectly haunting. It's hey, just, you? Ew, is that the cameo? Is it cameo time? Titan. Hey, buddy. I love how I, I love how I always go Titan, but you got headphones in, so he can't fucking hear me. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hey, Titan, Titan, Titan. Hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> wrong direction. Wrong direction. Oh, that tripped him out. <laughs> he literally, he literally looked around, and now he's like, he's like looking at me, like, "Are we hanging out now?" <laughs> ah, oh shit. Uh, okay, but yeah, I agree. That score, yeah. that's immediately. I have put it that on my Spotify list, and it's actually gonna bump uh, Fallout soundtrack for the next little while because it's so I, it good just, you know what it's it's not really an epic score it's it's scary like it's got like this scary sound to it which is perfect because this film has like a horror feel to it genre wise it has to like it has to have it like you know like kong skull island they go adventure mode and and king of the monsters is like full-on monster mash action flick this has got like a lot of horror to it yep I can definitely, uh, I, I agree. I agree 100%. And the, the score is perfect. Perfect for it. Such a good score. <clears throat> All right. What do you got? Okay. My next one is, I love that Joe figured out that the the sound was echolocation. Mm-hmm. And I love that it led to the Monarch group realizing that the Mudo that hatched was speaking to another Mudo, right? Yep. So I love that. Like, I love how, and it's piece by piece. So at first they go, oh, is he talking to Godzilla? And then they're like, 
no, Godzilla was just listening. So who is he talking to? And then it's like, it's a mate. It was a mating call, right? You know, and like right at the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, they show that something got out of that cavern mm-hmm. and just went straight to Japan. And that's what caused the destruction of the plant. Now we know that it was the Mudo itself that did it because it wasn't ready to impregnate the woman. Right. I thought that was awesome. And I also like that it actually, you know, vindicated Joe in the sense that, now, like, you know, it's for a fact, 100%, he did not kill his wife. So he can, he can die happy, even though I really, really did not like that he died. That was one of the minuses. I, I said there was one. There's actually two. So 98% positive, 2%. 1% is Joe dying. I, it would have been much. I, I would have loved it better if, yes, you know, he was like on the gurney, but they managed to get him to the hospital. And at the end of the movie, you get to see, you know, Ford with his son and his wife, Elle, and then they get to reunite with, you know, Grandpa Joe so that they can actually be a family because Joe has spent the last 15 years not being a part of anyone's family and, and essentially being a nuisance, not on purpose. He's just, he wants to, he's driven to find the truth. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because, like, regardless of how good of an actor Brian Cranston is, which is, you know, without question yeah but the fact that he didn't like yeah he got vindicated but he didn't get a happy ending in that sense which i felt would have been perfect yeah that is hands down one of my major dislikes it still is after eight nine viewings of this film every time i watch this movie that's the the one thing too that i i'm just like oh you have brian cranston here doing that performance and it is wasted wasted by killing him off the way they did. He could have, like I, you said, I would have had him, okay, straight up, he, I would have had him injured. He goes on the ship. He gives advice to Sarazawa. We could have had some nice Cranston, Watanabe play going on there because never did they really share a scene in the movie. You know? Okay. They never really did. No, they don't. I so agree. Watch them through the office there. Um, and then we could have had Aaron Taylor Johnson hopping on the on the train or whatever because he knows all about bombs and shit goes off on that we could have had brian cranston end up in san francisco with elizabeth olsa because she kind of disappears in the third act like she's like they they let her son go she stays behind and then she does nothing she hides and you don't see her again yeah yeah exactly exactly we had a whole different third act with brian cranston on the ground there with the son and her getting no no his son's wife and his grandson. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Died saving her, you know? Yep. That, that's also, that would have been a good way to go too. Yeah, if you're going to kill yeah. him off, have him go out saving the family yeah. he's never really known, right? So yeah, okay. You know, I, I still think he shouldn't have died though. I don't think he should have died. Aaron Taylor Johnson though, I mean like, I, I laugh, I laugh because I know he's like, you know, army dude and everything and you got your mission and stuff but like he just straight up takes one thing over another rather than going to fucking save his wife (laughs) you know that actually um it kind of bugged me how 
like like he forced himself into this military group that he's yeah. never worked with. Like, yes, he's in the military and they established that, but this particular group he's never worked with. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm better than that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, look, my, you know, my guys have had plenty of training. He's like, have they ever stuck their finger in a live bomb before? And the guy's like, it's what I well, do for a living. He's like, well, no. And then you're like, wait, so you had untested people doing this? So, but okay, fine, whatever. So, but you mentioned the train sequence. Yeah. Uh, the train sequence is the other minus for me. That's the other percent minus for me i'm talking specifically the one at night where it's just the mudo and it's just for me it's a boring sequence it wasn't suspenseful at all for me i i kind of was like okay can we get through this mm -hmm. and then when of course like it, it goes all it's up and stuff it's like oh okay all right after that then the movie is right back like if you remove that one sequence for me then we're at 99% positive for me. You see, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if they would have had Brian Cranston live, they could have cut that kind of stuff out, right? They could have went in a different direction yeah. with the characters. You know what? I, at scene, first... That scene... No, I agree. Like, that scene is... I don't know. I don't, I don't care for it either. I don't care it's for filler. It. For one thing, I don't care that everywhere Ford is, the Mudos are. Like, he just he's a Mudo magnet. You yeah, know? I mean... Wherever that... I go, they're going to attack. That part, and that's, I think, another reason why I, I don't like that sequence, because it's just like, why is the Mudo here? Yeah. Right? Oh, because the bomb holds, you know, radioactive material so naturally. It's just yeah. like, uh, okay, all right. It's there for story purposes. It's like, how the hell does Lois Lane get from the middle of ground zero metropolis and all the way over <laughs> to the fucking train station? So yep. that she can console Superman. It's like, how did that happen so quickly? Story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> story. That's and the all. movie, That's the all. movie wants it to happen that way. So like, yeah, so, and I agree. Like that sequence is, uh, it's just one of those where I'm like, I, I just have to get through the next like two or three minutes. It's not even a long sequence, but it feels longer than it is. It, yeah. And I don't know, like most of my negatives in this movie revolve around Ford. Like I, I don't mind Aaron Taylor Johnson. His character is whiny in this movie, like whiny as fuck. And his dialogue is often quite cringeworthy. Like calling up his wife that she hasn't heard from, she thinks he's dead, and going, Elle, I just want you to know I love you. I was just like, what the fuck kind of dialogue is that? Bad. Never mind that like she starts Bad. the conversation being like, hey, I've been calling you. Are, are you okay? And he's, he's just brushing this off. Like, yeah. All he has to say is, look, <laughs> It's hard to explain. My phone got fucked up or whatever, but like I'm trying to get to see you. I'm trying to yeah. do everything I can to see you. Have you seen the news? Like all you have to say is, have you seen the news? Yeah. Like where I was was where these things started. Like, and I, I don't mean to make it sound so confrontational, but I agree. The dialogue is a little bit like, would you really yeah. say this to your wife? I like. I just want you to know I love you. I no. <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know. Like everything regarding Ford is what bugs me most in this film. Like, <laughs> you tell your wife to wait and then go, hey, you guys are going to go fucking jump out of the sky? Let's do it. Like, <laughs> now I'm going to go this way because I need to get there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um, 
or even like like you were saying too like his he doesn't he says he wants to go and find his family to make sure they're okay but then does everything possible not to be there to make sure that they're okay exactly right like and that's kind of where i was saying like so it it was arrogant of his character to just be like does anyone on your team ever put their finger in a live bomb yeah and of course like they say no because the movie needs him to be there to be the hero but it was just one of those where i was like well why wouldn't they you know like why wouldn't their roll call be hey anyone uh diffuse live bombs and then like show of hands okay great you're with us mm-hmm. anyone not show of hands okay you guys uh your plan b right yep. okay but anyway um let's see oh i love that uh the whole re- revelation of the mudo that we saw isn't in fact the only thing it's the mate of the other mudo who's even bigger i thought that was awesome i loved that the communication was a mating call i thought that the whole part was awesome that made perfect sense yeah um and i'll say this real quick too uh and then you can you can get two right after this i loved how in some of the shots where the mudo was flying it almost like when they had the gliding shots yeah it reminded me of old godzilla movies with like rodan and stuff like that where because it's a dude in a costume literally being carried on fucking like old school wiring and it's just like boom and they do these swoop shots so i love that a lot of the uh the the scenes like gliding scenes mimicked that and because he you know gareth was saying that like this was definitely influenced by that movie. I can't help but feel that that was an intentional idea to put in that movie. And I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah. No, like the Muno stuff is so great in this. So great. Like when the male first meets the female in San Francisco, when she walks out of that huge fucking dust cloud, I, oh, everything about that is just awesome. Oh. Like, the rest of my likes are, are the final fight, by the way. So I don't know if you want to hop into that yet, but um, I think, okay, so I've got one more to add, okay. uh, because we wrapped up my dislikes, so I don't have to touch yeah. on them. Um, yeah, so I will say that I loved how they teased and dragged out Godzilla's first appearance. The, uh, the Jaws method, you know, yeah. I loved that it was a build. And you didn't see it right away. And you weren't assaulted with Godzilla every second of the screen, which when you watch the trailers, they actually make it, you think that it is Godzilla wall to wall. You know that he's, he's fighting something. Yeah. You don't know exactly what it is. That's I mean, he's fighting something, right? So then when you watch the movie, like for me, when the first creature you see is the Mudo and not Godzilla, I was like, oh, I like that. I like that they make you think it's Godzilla, but it's not. And Michelle did the same thing. She was watching it, and she's like, that's Godzilla, right? And, and I, I was like, look, I can't answer any questions now because it's going to wreck plots, right? Yeah. Then when they start showing the Mudo coming up, and she's like, what the fuck? And when it gets out, and she's just kind of like, 
I'm like, I bet you, uh, no, I can't remember what I said. It was something like, I bet you don't think that's Godzilla now, eh? And she's just like, no, I don't know what the fuck that is. And I'm like, yeah, well. You know, it, and it's true, right? Because you totally think it's going to be Godzilla. It's in Japan. 100% you do. In Japan, it's at a nuclear plant. Like Exactly. It's, it's like, check, Godzilla. check, and check it. Yeah. How could it not be Godzilla? And then when it isn't, you're like, holy shit. And then when you do finally see Godzilla, and I'm, uh, you mentioned it earlier, it starts with like the the ocean, like the tide being brought back in. And you're like, what the fuck? But at that point now, you're like, is this Godzilla? Like, are we going to see Godzilla? And then it's like, you know, they show the Mudo, then they show the tidal wave, then they show the flames, and then they show the foot just step down. And that's when you're like, oh, yeah, now we see it. And then when they do show it for the first time, it's a fucking like, yes moment it's one of those like fuck yeah yeah kill that thing you had take that thing out Jesus too right all those little teases up to that point like like you see him go under the ships when Sarazawa's was watching right he goes under the ship and then when he gets to land and they're all shooting the flares up and you just see the flares reflecting off of the spiky back it's that rumble like that growl oh so good so good it was so satisfying i love the way this movie is shot and I loved that I got to see this in the theater. Like that I chose that I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna yeah. see this in the theater. Yeah. This wasn't one of those movies where I look back and go, I probably should have saw this in the theater. I was like, yes, I saw this in a the theater. And oh. oh yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, what I was gonna say was if they re-release this in the theater, I'll bundle up. I will bundle up in like the most hazmat suit possible. I'll see it in the theater. Yeah. Oh man, theaters reopened before Godzilla versus Kong. I'm I'm probably gonna chance the theater for that. I, I was I was thinking about it because like I was already mentally preparing to chance uh uh for for James Bond. Yeah. I was literally like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sit six chairs in between Kenneth and me and and I'm gonna go and yeah, and I'm gonna cough on people in my, in my vicinity so they stay away from me you know <clears throat> oh man but uh so yeah like while i i'm i'm uh you know it's bittersweet they pushed that movie but i am kind of glad <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the the bridge scene in this is friggin' awesome too when you arrive at that San Francisco scene. and the kids that 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 bus driver <laughs> Everyone's was like, just stay there. And the bus driver's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just move. Get the fuck out of the way. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, the there's so many awesome sequences in this movie. Like, well, even the Nevada sequence is incredible. Yep. The uh the initial Tokyo uh sequence is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course the San Francisco, the entire end of the or the uh, climax of the film, where like now it's in San Francisco, and this is where the main battle is taking place. You know, <clears throat> everything there is perfect. There's not one thing that I would change about that. Like even though Ford's not the the best character in best written or whatever. Yeah, I like that he killed uh, the Mudo babies. Yeah. You know, like he literally was like, no, 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 they're all taken off. And he's just like, nope, I got to do this. And he almost dies doing it. I thought that was awesome. It was really cool. Um, <clears throat> at least in that regard, 
because the Mudo mom knows that he killed the, the, the babies, at least when he's tracking them on the boat later. Yeah. You're not just like, what? How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. You know? And, but uh, the, so I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you. So now we're at the battle. Last battle, final battle was incredible. It was so good. They did it in such Every- a way that you actually thought he might lose. Every time they were about to fight in this movie and the camera cut, I know there was a ton of people online pissed about it. Like, like pissed. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. And I still like it. Because I believe you need to have human characters in a successful kaiju movie. Because you need to have that human, you know, interaction. You need to... Put you your, have to have something that you can relate to. Yeah. If you just watch two monsters beat each other up for two hours, it's going to be cool. But it's going to be forgettable. You you need to have those. Yeah, things. yeah, exactly. So like, uh, and I agree completely. You absolutely have to have that, uh, and you also have to have likable protagonists too. Yes, I, that was my problem with Skull Island. Yeah. <laughs> I could, <laughs> could care less about those two, and they're good actors. Like they really are. Like Brie Larson is great. I love her. Yeah, you know, um, Tom Hiddleston is fucking amazing. Like he's another great actor. Mm-hmm. couldn't fucking stand him. Now, maybe that might change when I watch uh, Kong Skull Island again. Um, I hope it does. I really hope it does. I hope it's one of those things where I just wasn't in the mood to watch it. I really do. Uh, I'm going to, fingers crossed. I'm not hoping or that hopeful, but I, I do hope that it does change. <laughs> but this final battle was awesome. And I think the reason why this final battle was so awesome in my opinion was because much like they teased Godzilla's appearance in this movie they teased the battles as well so you had and it's like I was said in our uh, Royal Rumble cam cast is where well Godzilla got knocked down a couple of times because you have to you have to knock the hero back a bit so that when the hero does finally win it's cathartic you're like yes oh so I don't think the ending would have been as impactful on the boat where the Mudo is about to kill Ford. And then there's that loud crunch and it stops. And then you see Godzilla grab it, like fling it around, open his fucking mouth and then let loose the uh, atomic breath. Yeah. (laughs) I, and I, I remembered it, but I didn't remember it. Like is being because like we watched it last night and I was like oh fuck because he just like I was like what is he gonna do and I forgot that he didn't spend the whole movie shooting his atomic breath which again and I know there was complaints about that too they're like he does it once the whole movie but I was like yeah and he won yeah like, he does it he, I mean he he does it twice the first time he does it is awesome. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He does it twice. Yeah, we're with Brody on the ground level, and then he just sees his right. spine start lighting up. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. He does do it twice. I forgot about that. Uh, it was a mind fuck or a blank there, but uh, yeah. I'm just, I think the, the last one was just so good. Like it was oh, cool to see him do great. it, but that, oh, oh. And then, and then he's just holding the head <laughs> and throws it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking takes a nap. <laughs> Yeah, they takes a nap. Just He's crack. like, he falls down. But they do a good job of, 
of making you sympathetic for for Godzilla as well too because like they show the Mudos just tag teaming him and beating him and like you know he's crying out in pain and stuff and they even have him like like even when he like he takes a nap they sh- make it seem as if he died fighting like he, yeah. he once he was done then he was like okay I'm good I can die now I can you know yeah. <clears throat> But then, yeah, then he gets up and he goes back to where he came and that's it. And that's so great, too. Like, Sarazawa's there with him and then the, the eye opens and he's just looking into the eye of Godzilla and then just gets up and then just walks in and then just like this quiet little disappearance yep. of the back and then credits. And I was just like, that is even a perfect way to fucking end it. Like, perfect opening credits, yeah. perfect way to lead into the end credits. Oh, so good so good it's uh again i mean that same scenario that i'm in a lot of times in the last uh our, our zoom cast is that yep. i i go i forgot how good this movie was i so again i forgot how good this movie was i forgot how much i loved this movie i didn't forget how much i didn't like the train sequence or you know cranston dying i will never forget those because i really don't like those and it, and it's weird, like the train sequence, like you said, it's superfluous. Like if you take it out, you lose yeah. nothing from the movie. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But keeping it in adds absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing is added by that sequence. Yeah. But uh, but overall, like I mean, like for a guy that's not necessarily like I'm not the hugest monster movie fan. Like giant kaiju, uh, kaiju monster movies, not the hugest one. But when they're done really good, I can definitely appreciate it. And this one was done really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So uh, fingers crossed for Kong Skull Island and uh, for Godzilla King of Monsters. Fingers yeah. crossed. I hope they're both just as good as this one. <sighs> and then, of course. Have you seen King of the Monsters? <laughs> I actually watched about a half an hour of it. Oh. <laughs> I was like. I was like, ah, I, I know I should put this more, but it was also like, I think uh, like 12.31 in the morning or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was another one of those where I was like, I I, I know I got to get past this half an hour. Yeah. You know? And then I just never did. I never did. Okay, well, so you're basically watching it for the first time. Yeah, definitely, basically cool. watching it for the first time. Right on. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. I'm yeah. sure I'll like it. It's I don't good. know if I'll like it as much as this one. No, I mean, I. Really it's a different director, though, right? Yeah, it's actually Michael Doherty that did Krampus. Ooh, okay, so it'll be it'll be well shot. Yep, well shot. Mm-hmm. It might have a, a what is it, a sequelitis, with a side order of studio interference. <laughs> I don't think there was any studio interference, but they it's jam-packed. Like they're like, oh, who can we get from Toho? Everyone? Let's put everyone into this movie. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Put them all. Oh, all right. Except for Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> Except for Mecha. Let's save him. <laughs> Let's save him and make it the most obvious tease <laughs> in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. So so yeah, 
we are going to do the MonsterVerse movies right up to Godzilla versus Kong. I'm excited. I am excited. I uh, I just hope that we haven't peaked with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, all jokes aside, I do hope that when I watch Kong uh, Skull, because I, I I was a fan of King Kong too. I, I liked King Kong. Um, it's that whole childlike thing, like because I watched them when I was a kid, so I can appreciate them now. Um, but I, I, I want to like Kong Skull, Skull Island. I hope that I do. I hope that it's not just Thomas C. Riley that's the standout for me. Because mm-hmm. I, you know. And also, I do have to finish the movie. Because I never finished it the first time around. I couldn't do it. Okay. Well, that would help. I, I, I couldn't. I was, oh, I tried hard. I, I was like, uh, nope. I watched Skull Island on the, the, on the IMAX when I was in BC. Ooh. Look and at you, High Roller. And I, uh, I really enjoyed it, but I was also kind of disappointed by it. But I don't know if I was actually, my problem was I was comparing it to the original Kong. And this isn't King Kong by any means. This is not the Kong from 33 or 2005 or even 77. This is a completely different Godzilla side. I think that's what tripped me up too, because I was, right, like, and I think that's part of the problem because I was trying to place it and I was like, because they build this like a prequel. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so it's before, you know, Peter Jackson's King Kong. But then when you watch the movie, you're like, that doesn't make any uh, sense. It's a prequel to this movie, Godzilla. <laughs> Not connected at all to the other King Kong movies. <laughs> Which, had I known that, I think I probably would have been a little bit more forgiving. No, that's like, why, that's why <laughs> Kong is big enough to fight Godzilla now in modern time because this movie took place in the 70s and they said he's still a child in this movie oh okay yeah so yeah because that's that's what threw me because then I was like it's set in the 70s like this doesn't fucking yeah this doesn't jive son yeah so but okay all right so keep that in mind well I will definitely keep that in mind this time around (laughs) I don't think my my opinion will change on the uh, characters of Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, though, because mm-hmm. I remember, like, I was like, "What? Like, why would they go this route?" Because it seemed like neither of them were likable, in my opinion. I'm hoping that my mind gets changed this you know, time around. We'll, we'll talk about it, but I gotta say, the fact that Hiddleston is a tracker and uh, Larson is a photographer, and neither one of them tracks or photographer or take pictures of anything in the movie. What? 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 That doesn't. Uh, but it's funny because you nailed it. Like right away, I was like, "Okay, so he's a tracker, she's a photographer." And then I was like, "Let me guess, they're gonna hate each other, but then they'll hook up by the end of the movie." And then towards like, I think I was about almost a third of the way through, and I was like, "Ah, I can't do this. I can't. This is so hard." Like. I, I remember saying to you that the only character I really cared to see was Thomas C. Riley, but there's Not, no way that that can s- sustain the whole movie. Yeah, no, he's he's hilarious in that movie. But anyway, so I'll stop shitting on that movie until I actually yeah, watch it we'll again. Get to it. We'll get to it. And then uh, I guess in two weeks' time, mm-hmm. we will we will have that movie to uh, yeah. to talk about. Heck yeah. No, next week. It's not two weeks' time. It's next Heck week. Yeah, it'll go live in about two weeks, though. Yeah, it'll go live in two weeks, but I will see you yeah. next week. Yeah, we're, I, I, instead I, I, of waiting two weeks. I'll see you. We will see each other. 
Do not start. All right, so I did the last outro. You're up, buddy. Ooh, I'm up? Yep. Don't fuck up. It's been a up. while. It's been a while. Let's see. It's been a while. See if I can remember yeah. this. Oh, I, I think you'll do good. I think you'll do good. If you like this video today, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Watch us right here. You see our handsome faces on YouTube. Or you can listen to us as a podcast on SoundCloud. 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 See? I threw it off. I was going too good. SoundCloud. You were forcing it. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Also, geekpantsmedia.com, where we have articles, but not lately. <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I'm going to say this on our CamCast. For the record, I'm toying with an article about Spider-Man or Captain America. Mm. Haven't decided which one I'm going to do mm. or if, if I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> But I am toying with the idea. So at least on record, I have something in the works. So He's got something in his mind that you may or may not ever see. The last one I, I wrote, I think I said I was going to write something. And you had the website up for like a year. So it was a year yeah. in the making. Yeah. So I still got some time. I still it, got some. It was worth the wait. It was. It was. I was I'm proud of that one. It was really good. That's it was good. a really good one. Yes. I love that one. Um, and you know what, guys, uh, as always, we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we know that it's a weird world that we're living in these days. So anytime that you take to hang out with us, we really appreciate it. Um, that's, that's really all I can say is just thank you so much for joining us while we do this. And we I appreciate totally agree it. with Chris on absolutely everything. <laughs>